You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Happy second week of the new year, you bastards. Happy new year, you bastards. Oh my god, did you guys miss us as much as we missed you? Because I totally missed you guys. I I, totally missed you guys. I literally, literally, right now in this very moment, was so nervous to speak. Oh my gosh, like, I haven't heard my voice and I mean, I haven't heard from you guys in so long. First of all, in case you're wondering, we had a wonderful new year. It was a great Christmas, too. Great Christmas. Um, we actually had the pleasure of participating in this fun uh, charity called... Um, Oh my god, it's like uh, Operation Santa. Operation Santa, where for you, the U.S. Postal Office. Right. So if and you guys can Google this. Um, so basically, you check to see if there is a post office in like where you live, close to where you live, and you almost you read through these letters that you know kids, kids write to Santa, and you adopt a letter, and you kind of pick and choose something or a couple of things off the list, and you know the post you like go to the post office, you wrap it up, you put it in the box, and they help you, and it was just such a great experience, and we had so much fun doing it yeah it was great i mean you anonymously send a, a uh, present out to a kid that probably doesn't have an ability to get that from their parents um it's a great program and i hope we do it again next year yeah we're definitely gonna do it again next year and we next year we definitely encourage all you guys to you know try it out it's just a little something that i'm sure makes a kid small which i'm like i don't know it was just a really fun experience and i'm happy that we did it yeah check it out operation santa um, okay, now that we got that business out the way, it's 2019. What are we doing different this year? What we are not going to do. What we're is, not going to do. Is tarnish the good names of all our favorite shows. From the 90s. So apparently, there are some millennials, not us, but like. We're, we're super. We're like the. Uh, we're the, the more far updated. from that tier. We're the updated millennials but the ones in the middle (laughs) seem to have a problem with sitcoms like seinfeld and friends and even um all in the family okay so just a little background story about all in the family all in the family was like such a big deal because it was very open the character was very openly racist and sexist and all this stuff and and there were always characters that were kind of showing him the era of his ways too right and who were always fucking with him as well like george jefferson's character actually was introduced on this show and that's how you got the jeffersons um so anyway so there is a reason why it was like that second of all seinfeld is literally i don't you know me and manny watch that show and there are episodes where i'm like laugh hysterically and think there is no way in hell if this is a new show right now today that it would not get pulled off the air like it, it but it's not even ta- it, ta- it tackles jokes that we're obviously thinking about i mean everybody's thinks it's a show about nothing right but it's everything's in it yeah but to attack it in 2018 when the show takes place in the 90s you know, it, it's just out it of place. It stopped airing in 98. Yeah, it stopped airing in 98. It, they, it's not like they planned on making it something that's going to be uh, politically correct in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's based off a life of a comic. You know, I mean, I think it was you who was telling me that he doesn't even like doing shows for yeah, that demographic so, anymore. Yeah, so apparently a lot of comedians are staying away from colleges because they feel like, you know, college students now are so politically correct and, like, they throw around these terms, like, 
racists and um sexist and things like that and so comics don't want to touch that they don't want to touch that and i don't blame them for not wanting to because nobody wants to lose a whole group of audience just for one bad joke right oh and you know what it's it's funny because we watch these seinfeld episodes and i gotta tell you i still i still like them like I, i know there's an episode about the puerto rican day parade which is funny to me because the in Brooklyn, it literally like shuts down, and the parade is nowhere near Brooklyn. I mean, there's an episode where a guy gets deported just because of a mistake that they made on vacation, and they make a whole <laughs> joke about it. Fu- I, I get it's it. Funny. I get it. I get why it would be offensive, but it's funny because it's it's delivered funny. It's not. It's Babu, not this- <laughs> I will save you. Yeah, and it's not this big joke. And even how they end Seinfeld at the end, where they all go to jail for like yeah. all their injustices. Like they literally tell us, yeah, we know they're bad people. Yeah, <laughs> friends. I don't even know how you can really hate friends. So friends, I can I can understand why people would. Uh, okay, get is on it because they're always at the coffee house, even on a work? It's day? a very unrealistic situation uh, that they're living in, and it kind of just throws it in our face. Like this is never going to be true. Nobody will ever be able to live like the people in Friends. They lied to me. Yeah. I'm very hurt. That's the offensive thing. Yeah, is that they lied But the fact that there's millennials who are getting offended by the jokes that are on these things, by the uh, situations that they don't believe people should be in, I guess. Um, I mean, the jokes in general, like, they're jokes. They're jokes back in 1998, back in 1996. This is 2018. The... I'm sure they didn't think you guys were going to be talking about them like this. Right, exactly. Friends, I'm sure, didn't think it was going to be, like, the sensation that it is. Exactly. But it is, and it's not going anywhere. And what I think is funny is that people are so pissed about this show, but shows like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's still up there? I mean, talk about brown face, black face, racial slurs, homophobic. I mean, I've always always believed that Sonny is is basically this generation, Seinfeld, just because of how they speak. But, I mean, Sonny has had its its issues, too. They had to switch through different distributors and everything. um, But it's still on. Okay, if you were to watch Always Sunny compared to Seinfeld, there's no fucking comparison. There's not. Sunny is way, way worse. Way, way worse. Worse. They're still on air. They did brown face. Like that is crazy. That episode where Dee Dee is doing, she's trying to be a YouTube sensation, and she does all of these characters, she's- and they're super offensive. <laughs> like that is that show is on season what twelve? It's going on like season 12, 11? I I wouldn't be surprised if. It- and nobody's. Not a peep from anyway. Everybody loves the show. It's hilarious. It's so smart. All this other shit. I just feel like and not for like, nothing. It is. It is a very clever show. I I think I enjoy it, but, but I also it's enjoy way Seinfeld. raunchier than yes than Seinfeld. All I'm saying is everybody relax. I think relax. Getting, getting on the case of the wrong show. Stop trying to ruin yeah. our shows. I mean, and let's be honest. There's a lot more shows out there that have worse things on it. I mean, if you watched uh, Home Improvement. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy, <laughs> the jokes that he makes about... Even on his new show, Last Man Standing. Yeah, he cleaned it up a little for that, but still. I mean... On, what... like, 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 tr- like, you know he voted for Trump, his character voted for Trump, and is, like, a white man living in, like, Look, the point, the point is, don't attack the shows that everybody loves. Why don't you attack the ones that, you know, are coming out right now? And you know, get on their case because they're coming out with new stuff in the time where they shouldn't. True that. The nineties are over. Leave over it alone. Done. Leave it alone. Bye-bye. 
Speaking of... Hot jinx. Look at us. This is a new 2018. Speaking of leaving things alone, how about in 2018, we go ahead... 2019. I know, but in 2018, let's leave it over there. And for 2019, customers, for all types of customer service out there, customers, stop putting your hands on the customer service representatives. So those of you who don't know, in St. Petersburg, Florida, had to be in Florida, <laughs> back at home, uh, there was a fight at a McDonald's over a straw. So St. Peter has a new uh, policy there, trying to push through a lot of restaurants right now, yeah. where, where they're, they're trying to back up the no straw thing. Right. Which I get, I can totally understand why. I'm actually part of that. I totally get the reason to do that. If you go into a restaurant and they're telling you, hey, look, we can't give you any straws because this, this, that, or the other. Don't put your hands on the girl at the register because of that. So what happened was one of the give customers... Give me all the tea. Give me all the tea. One of the customers walks in, decides because they won't give her a straw, give him a straw, um, he, I, apparently, I can't tell because the beginning of the video is only from when he grabs her. Yes, guys. Over if, the counter. If you see this video, this man does like some Mortal Kombat Street Fighter move, tries to pull this girl in by her shirt, but little did he know For that she used to box and she put... She pummeled she him. gave him dumb hands. Now, there's a lot of talk going on about like, oh, the guys that were behind her, they didn't do anything, or the staff didn't help, or McDonald's didn't back her up. I'm over here thinking to myself, I work in customer service too, and there are crazy customers out there. And now my question is, what gives you the right out there to put your hands on someone because you don't agree with how the store gets run? Do you think that person behind the counter is has any say in the policy of how the, the company gets run? Absolutely not. They do not get paid enough and to he, deal with you. He is speaking from truth because Manny used to work at McDonald's. So a few weeks ago, oh yeah, I used to work at McDonald's. I got a buddy who does still work there. And he and he and I'm sure he knows. And he doesn't take that stuff from customers. And he's am, been there for years. I am so pleasant when it comes to people who are like giving me food or things like that. Because you just like... You just don't, first of all, the I couldn't imagine being in the food service. And I've been fortunate enough not to have to be in the food service. But I can tell you, I only worked retail and I wanted to, like, throw people against the wall. So I, mean, I can't even imagine what they go through on a daily basis. Like, there's got to be, there's got to be respect out there, you know? I mean, we, we put, we're putting a lot of people out for things that they're doing Let's put a let's put groups out there out, you know. Let's talk about how we're treating the people who service us. Right. You know, why how about we give them a little bit more respect and then in turn they'll love their job and they'll give you more respect. If you don't believe me, walk into a Chick-fil-A and tell me it's not a pleasant experience. If you don't believe me, go shop at Publix and tell me it's not a pleasant experience. It's because these people are taken care of. And so they take care of the customers a lot better. And so in turn, everybody's happy. And just, but don't walk into a McDonald's demanding a straw at a, at a city where there's no straws and get mad at the person behind the counter. I mean, an update, he wound up going to jail because I guess he got into a, a physical altercation on his way out. The young lady was fi suspended with pay. 
Or fired? She was suspended. Uh, she was suspended for, with pay, I believe. She wasn't fired. I don't believe. But so. why would she want to go back after? That? I mean, why would you? I yeah. mean, honestly, at this point, you could probably get offered a lot of other things because she's actually behind a movement now. Yeah. So you know, don't go back to there. Uh, get yourself a career right now. You know, get yourself a, a movement going on and yeah. do something. Um, yeah, and then also, <laughs> I just think it's it's she was a boxer. He messed with the wrong catch. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, like she, yo, if you, you watch the be video, <laughs> who you mess with out there? She is giving that dude the hand. Like you cannot judge a book by its cover. And then was screaming, "I want her fired!" You should have never reached over the fucking. And counter. so that's that's the thing that customers will say too like oh i'm offended so i want this person fired i'm offended for one second of my day so you want to ruin this person's whole life by getting them fired regardless of whose fault it is you want this person to go home hungry now because you got offended yeah yo if you are a person out there that does that kind of stuff please comment and i would love to go back and forth with you on this because you got no right to touch us Woof. Woof. You know what, 2019, let's give more respect to customer service reps. So, um... Speaking on things that we probably shouldn't joke about. I am, like, on... in A loss for words, actually. Um, So I really didn't know that... So Lifetime put out this documentary based on R. Kelly. And And if you've been under a rock for the last weekend, uh, you should totally go check it out. Right, so I I saw all this... um, this buzz on my news feed when it came to Facebook and all this stuff about people who were watching it. And I saw that R. Kelly's ex-wife, Andrea Kelly, was uh, doing interviews and stuff like that. But I didn't really pay any mind to it um, until I came across... So Thursday it aired Friday, I came across all these comments and it was like, R. Kelly suing Lifetime and, you know, if they aired this documentary. So obviously I had did a little more dirt and I watched it. And can I just tell you, it was the... I feel so yucky after watching that. And I feel so just at a loss for words. I honestly, I I started watching it and it's something you just can't stop watching. It's like and a train not, And not think about how his music did affect sometime period growing up. I mean, they talk about how, you know, they call him Pipe Piper. It's such a scary yeah, name. They, it's such yeah. a scary name to give him too. Because so yeah, so he has that name because he's he takes he meets these young girls, he manipulates them, and and how it's described in a documentary by the survivors is that he builds them up, breaks them down, builds them back up again, breaks them down, and it's just like this endless cycle. And so he also isolates them. These girls are not allowed to talk to anybody else. They're not allowed to call their families. And a lot of these girls had dreams of becoming singers. And so when they got in con- when he, you know, got in contact with them and, you know, exchanged info, these girls are going in there thinking, oh, my God, this person is going to change my life. And it's not for the good. It's for the absolute worst. To see these parents who are, who are the pain that they feel because they they feel the pain of what their kid is going through and the fact that they haven't heard from them or that they can't reach them or that you know knowing that their daughter is being brainwashed is that it's the saddest thing it's the saddest thing to watch now the scary thing like i was saying is that you know me i'm not a woman so i can't 100 percent put myself in those shoes like you can nikki Mm -hmm. but what I can listen to is how they talk about the producers, how they talk about the other acts, how they talk about the, the his group, his camp. 
and how they literally paint this picture and they tell everybody there is absolutely no way that this guy could have been doing this alone because he didn't right. have the time. He had so much help from people and so many people were just turning a blind eye to it just so that they can make a buck. And to be honest with you, I feel everyone failed those girls. I feel like fans of his. I feel like society. I feel like We totally artists. failed those girls. We totally did. I feel like artists who worked with him. I feel like his camp. I mean, I... We failed that. And there's no way around that. We all did it. And so, like, you know, this documentary is going into different aspects about during the trial when that infamous sex tape came out and how, you know, predominantly black women were supporting him and not the victims. And what they said was that he was hiding in plain sight. And what that means is that he would switch up his persona and you would just think, oh my God, how could this guy be doing it? So if one, you know, one album is just super raunchy and shit. And then the next one he's doing, I believe I could fly. Super soulful, and like, heartfelt family music. music. And so, you know. It was it was great how they explained that too. Right. How he was coming out with music during his trials and during the tribulation and everything. And going to number one. And it would be music that you listen to at a wedding. Music that you listen to at, right. at a family reunion. Or gradu- kids graduation. Like, and music that sticks to you. And I was talking about to Nicole about how I believe I can fly and how you know Looney Tunes and Warner Warner Bros and Looney Tunes they got they they have a new show with Looney Tunes that they really do want to push it and they want and you know if you check it out it's kind of funny it, you know because it's basically right. like sitcom comedy now for right. the new new times but I wonder because of his connection to I believe I can fly and Space Jam like does that discussion ever come up around with the Disney I mean with the uh, Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes boardroom about like we got to stay away from that song right well because it's the you can't you can't think of Space Jam and not think of R. Kelly's I believe I can fly and I tell Nicole that you know we're a whole generation of now we're a whole generation of people who love this movie and can't really watch it with the next generation because why would you even allow your kid to even begin to become a fan of him? Right. Yeah. And you know, so the other scary thing that I was talking to Manny about was that these it it almost makes it so dangerous to have a dream. Like it these does. girls who wanted to be singers, wanted to be actors and be in the industry were in a mindset of, oh, well, he's the super success- successful person, so he can definitely push me in the right direction, and I can finally do what I've always, you know, dreamed of doing. And he would and tell he them. he took that. He took that away. He he knew that, and he took it and manipulated them. And he would give them interviews. But, you know, it just makes sense because there are kids out there who want to sing. There are young girls out there who want to sing, and it, yeah. it just almost is like, no, you, you know, as a parent, I can't. You hear things like this, and it's your worst fear, and the last thing you want to do is allow your kid to do that. I mean, look at... It, it almost reminds me of the whole wine scene thing about, you know, he gave a lot of actors and a lot of filmmakers their, ch- their I mean, shot. But, you know what's... Yeah. I And they probably went through the same thing that this guy is still, still putting people through. I think what's worse, though, is that it's children. And so it's so That's quick, the worst thing, that it's, it's so children. It's so quick because as a parent... I'm not a parent. And I can only speak off of just, like, how I would feel if I was a parent. But as a parent, I can't imagine that if your kid really wants to do this, that you wouldn't support your kid's dream. And so it's kind of like the parents also get suckered into it. Or the girls aren't. There were cases where it was older girls, like 16 or 17, who weren't telling their parents where they were going and who were lying about where they were going. So, like, if you... I'm sure if the parents knew, they'd be like, "The f- fuck no, like you're not going anywhere." 
But for the parents who, who whose daughters were already caught up in the web, they didn't even re- know. And he had some of these girls recruiting other girls. Some of right. them didn't even yeah. want to dream. Some of them just thought, I'm going to meet a celebrity. Right, exactly. And it's just, it makes you feel so icky. It makes you feel icky, one. And two, now it puts up this high alert for all these other artists out there to, like, Somebody's after fucking me. pay attention. Yeah. Like, because here's the thing, right? I only say this in comparison at teenagers now do not look like teenagers from when you and I were teenagers. And yeah. you've seen those memes when you know like when I was 14 versus when 14 year old now. Yeah. And so that's also really dangerous cuz you don't know any anybody can lie about anything you don't know. But for the males out there, this is just another situation where watch yourself. You need to fucking watch yourself. That you are not invincible. That everything that is in the dark comes to the light. Um, R. Kelly is not the first one. You had Elvis Presley who did, you know, who married a a 13-year-old. You had Tyra who they say was grooming. Like, you have all these situations of older men with younger women but now it's now it's like the men who are purposely preying on these young girls to take advantage of them to uh, manipulate them to basically ruin their lives because it's like a fun game for them that shit is stop it now that documentary this documentary is shedding light on a lot of a lot of other shit that's wrong with this industry. Yeah. And we just and as I'm watching this documentary, I'm on Snapchat and then I see a video of Drake with a 17-year-old that just came out, yeah. Yeah, from a concert that he pulled up from stage. Now granted, you don't know who you're pulling up from stage, but the way that you act on that stage, you shouldn't that's like You know who your fan yeah. base is. Exactly. You know that you have a boatload of people underage that are there. So the chances are that you're pulling up a girl who looks some kind of age, you got to assume she's less. Right. And now, not only that for him, but before that video came out, before this documentary came out, you already looked at weird because you were texting, um, oh, fuck. Miley Joe, Bobby, Bobby, Uh, 11. uh, Yeah. 11 from Stranger Things. He's texting her. They're talking about how he gives her relationship advice. I mean, it could be innocent. Because Let's the, hope it is. Right. Because they're both in the industry. Like, the, it's know, not he, uncommon. He for, knows her father kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they, they know each other. There's a connection. But, but that's how... This, but if you watch R. Kelly, there's R. Kelly thing. That's how it started. That's how it started. And we're not trying to sit here and say that he's doing something. We're we sitting here saying, it. like... Careful. You gotta watch yourself for you real. You have to be careful. We both are, sides, both sides. Both you gotta sides, watch yourself. Yo. We are now in a time where we're in a time we make, also like where, right now we are, we are making fun of like the the younger millennials who are just like everything like a politic like who have to be politically correct about everything. But those are also the same the same group who's who is moving forward to say that's just not gonna fucking fly and. We're going to fight and we're going to do something about it. And one last thing, too. The time is coming. The time is here. You can't just turn a blind eye, either. There's because, no way. Because there's a record now. Social Somebody's going to say, you were there, too. Yep. And you didn't do anything. Social media, uh, cameras everywhere, digital digital age, technology, you can't cell just phone. Say, Every I, cell phone has a camera. Yo, you can't yeah. just say, I was just following orders. That's not going to fly Because they're going to say, you were there, too. You're an accomplice. Yep. There's so. a great scene right there on that show, though, um, where the hotel manager... Right, yeah. 
completely breaks policy mm-hmm. and brings somebody up to the room that the per- a mom that, the brings- mom that I mean I don't know hotel policy like this but I definitely know that if I tell the hotel manager I don't want anybody bothering me you can't just uh, let somebody come and bother you in your room. You cannot so give this, out that information. So this hotel manager literally waits till they hang up and says, hey, come over here. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's going on. Takes her up to the room, knocks on the door, lets, lets the mom hide so that they can ambush the, the daughter. It was great that they saved her. It was. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you can't just follow rules. This hotel manager saw an issue and he said, I'm acting. I, I got I to gotta do something. And he did, you know. But they're showing, they're interviewing producers and the band, the camp that was with them, that they were literally crying because they're like, I should have did something. In hindsight. I In hindsight. Hindsight means shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a great documentary. You guys should definitely check it out. We would love to hear from you guys, obviously. We haven't heard from you guys in so long. We want to know... First of all, what are your customer service standards? Yeah, definitely tell us, uh, what what's the worst customer service experience that you've had as an employee? Well, and give us your New Year's resolution of treating the customer service people better. <laughs> and we want to know what your favorite 90s show is that everybody better stay away from. Yeah, tell us, tell us who we should stay away from in the 90s. Because, I don't know, do you think people ever go after Fresh Prince for anything? No, Fresh Prince was a really good show. That's good. Who they, who should they go after? I mean, it was all black cast. I'm trying to think of something that everybody movie. loved that maybe we missed something. I mean, the Cosby's, definitely. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's not go uh, and touch that that's one. That's another one. Anyway, guys, we missed you guys so much. Big shout out to our good friend, Daniel, Daniel Torres of Drift Styling, who... Came up with the best logo. Hooked up our whole fucking logo shit. So you guys should definitely check her out on Instagram at Drift Styling. If you need a design made, she's your gal. Um, And you can follow me on Instagram at Nikki Trends with a Z. Or you can get me at Got No Time for Dis with the number four, D-I-S-S. And if you want to follow all the craziness of Bubble Bath Stories, be sure to follow us at Bubble Bath Stories, both for Instagram and Facebook. And keep the conversation going. We want to hear from you guys. And hey, you guys, New Year. Let's go ahead and start hitting that share button a lot more. Share, share, share. Share, follow, share, follow, follow. share. Subscribe, subscribe. Talk. All right, cool. Well, until next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.